it was quite the experience for the children, for us. And, you know, we are extremely grateful that we had a dwelling that did not get seriously damaged and kept us safe during the storm. And also that nobody lost their life during the storm. That was a blessing. Because when we went outside and we saw like the trees were just raised, like there were like places where there was jungle, there was like, you could see clear through like a good distance because all the trees were gone. It was nuts. It was like, oh, I didn't even know that building was back there. Like that's how crazy. And, and I bring that up too, because here I'm walking on this beach and I haven't been to this particular beach since the storm. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. There. All right. Hello, 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 hello. This is Dr. G, and welcome to a on location episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. I have not done an update in quite a while, so I figured now's a good time, you know, towards the end of the summer and um, you know, we had a lot of things happening this summer that I can definitely speak on. So I figured I would make this episode where we would talk about that. And what better place to do this than um, walking on the beach? So uh, here I am. I'm at Matapang Beach. Okay, so it's behind me here. And um, basically, it's uh, morning time on a Thursday. And um, beach is not very populated right now because it's just like uh, all the kids are in school and, you know, mostly some few tourists are down here, but uh, <clears throat> still absolutely beautiful. We're in rainy season and we had uh, quite a lot of rainy days this last week and a half because of the tropical depression that was local. And we got lots of rain from that. So we're finally having some dry days and I think People are coming out and taking advantage of that. So there's that. All right. So, wow, where to start? Okay. So the first thing is, you know, we had quite a scare back in May. And so, you know, we've lived here now for um, almost three years. We moved here in, um, what was it? February of 2021. And... This is our home now, of course. Um, I should probably mention that. And anyway, we moved here in 2021, February. And, you know, we had, we had, we were here in the middle of the COVID pandemic. So the island was quite quiet. You know, everybody was sheltering in place and all the things that we're supposed to do to kind of help to curb the spread of the infection. And, uh, and then last year, you know, we were like coming out of it. 
and people were starting to, the island was starting to wake up and we're starting to travel and starting to do more things. And it was, this is the time when I really realized how much there is going on here, like how much there is to do here, how much, um, how much the spirit of the island, the people of the island, uh, how vibrant it is, right? So learning all that stuff. And then we had like a, last summer we had like, a storm warning, you know, because every every time there's rainy season, um, there's always the possibility of a tropical storm. And so we had a storm warning. They call them typhoons. We had a storm warning. And thankfully, you know, we got prepared and everything. Thankfully, it was not anything to speak of, anything crazy. And so, you know, that was um, that was a blessing. And then this year now, we had another storm warning come in May, towards the end of May. And this time it was sounding pretty darn serious. It sounded like things were going to be pretty dire, right? So, um, of course, we we took action and we did all the things we're supposed to do to get ready for the storm. And the storm hit and it was like um, a super typhoon, like out in the ocean near to the island. It was literally ranked as a super typhoon. I mean, 160 miles an hour winds, etc. When it hit us, um, it was something to really speak of because it was quite intense. It was hours. It was almost like 48 hours or something like that, almost 72 hours with just like heavy, heavy wind and rain. And it was just very like scary as we are fortunate in that most of the housing here is built like bunkers, right? So you're going to have these concrete dwellings that have rebar on the inside so it's going to be the concrete blocks and then it has um the rebar in between the blocks and then they pour concrete inside of that so it's like built to not be moved <laughs> like very very strong and so the houses are built like that even the roof is concrete like very very few of the newer dwellings are built with the roof not being concrete because of the fact that there is these crazy storms that can come through. And they even went so far as like, after the last storm, they had a storm a few years ago, like maybe like 15 years ago, that was really, really bad. And they were out of power for like six months. And so one of the things that they did when they were doing their assessment was that they realized that they really had to, um, what do you call this now? They had to change out the telephone, the electricity poles, because they were wooden. So they changed it to concrete poles, right? So now the majority of the, the, the electricity poles are concrete. And that's amazing. And that was good because that really helped um, this go around. Um, so anyway, so anyway, we we're all ready for this thing. We're like, yeah, okay, we bought all the food and had the water and everything and was ready like lock up in the house because they put sh their shutters there's some shutters that go on the outside that you can literally like seal up I mean you seal the house up like literally dark in there so sealed up and so we did that and I kid you not like the pressure the hydrostatic pressure was so great that like even though all of the the, the building was sealed up the water was like coming through the walls like it was the wall was like the hydrostatic pressure was building up so intensely external to the building that like it would bleed through the walls and then you would like have the wall, like water would just be running down the side of the walls. 
And then, so there was that happening. And then the wind, like it was super fast, like over hundred miles an hour. And it was like, you could hear it like, just bam, bam, bam on the side of the house. And you know, you're just in there like, oh my God, is the wall gonna hold up? Like, it just was quite an experience. So talk about fear, okay? <laughs> that was something else because um, sister's in there knowing that you can't really go outside. You don't know what's happening outside. You're just hoping that like people are safe and nobody is hurt or injured. That part was pretty intense. And so when we were able to come outside, like after the winds had kind of died down and the rain had stopped, I mean, we were looking at the window, we'd see things flying through the air. Like we had a basketball, um, a basketball net that was outside of the, like in the, in the driveway, that thing was anchored with like sand and sandbags and it was heavy okay like it should not have moved the thing picked up like a toothpick and like went like 50 yards down the street like that was what happened we had a we have a metal gate that was just like bobbing and weaving that's just like the thing is super heavy again just bobbing and weaving and then like a little ragdoll with the wind just so many things like the lanai in our backyard like the whole, all the paneling of the lanai just ripped off and went flying. It was just nuts. Like we saw footage of one, um, one person, unfortunately their car was in a parking lot. It was a house that was near to an apartment complex that was near to the ocean. And the pickup truck just literally was, the wind got underneath it, picked it up and just started rolling it. <laughs> like that is how much and how vigorous this, you know, the, the wind power was. And so, yeah, that was quite an experience living through Mawar and having to deal with that. Um, but, you know, during that time, we didn't have, we lost power. Um, and so that part added a little element of like suspense and um, concern. But, uh, you know, we were able to utilize, you know, like the, the, the gas stove. Um, <clears throat> Some people uh, are very, very smart and had generators. We didn't have a generator, but I think for the next go around, we're gonna make sure we have a generator um, for powering the fridge and things like that. So all in all, it was quite the experience for the children, for us. And you know, we are extremely grateful that we had a dwelling that did not get seriously damaged and kept us safe during the storm. And also that nobody lost their life during the storm. That was a blessing. Because when we went outside and we saw like the trees were just raised, like there were like places where there was jungle, there was like, you could see clear through like a good distance because all the trees were gone. It was nuts. It was like, oh, I didn't even know that building was back there. Like that's how <laughs> crazy. And, and I bring that up too, because here I'm walking on this beach and I haven't been to this particular beach since the storm. And I'm going to try. I don't know if I'm going to be able to flip the screen around. But, okay, if you see here, there's like, there's like a water line. There's like a line there on the, on, the, on the wall. That's where the ground previously was. It was up to there. Right? And so it's like we had a lot of like... Um, what do they call that? They don't call it, um, what do they call that? What do they call when the thing washes away? I forget what the term, 
but it was a lot of that and then also there was a lot of like the foliage that would be normally present is gone so like the whole landscape of this beach is like completely completely changed completely different and that's how it is at many places on the island so yeah so that was our that was our May adventure <laughs> and then it continued because after the storm was done you know there was like the picking up the pieces part and we did not have power for a couple of weeks and you know we were lucky because some people went like six weeks without any power I had colleagues at work who six weeks no power and then we had no water for like three weeks so we would go to the mayor's office and the early morning and gather water in big containers and then yeah it was it was very interesting but I will say that how the storm was handled, how the post-storm recovery efforts was handled was quite, quite impressive. Um, I know people say like it wasn't as quick as it should be, but I was impressed at the speed of it because I know and have lived places where there's been big storms and they sure don't recover as quickly as this island has. So um, that's a credit to the leadership because they recognize the, the intensity of this particular one. And they got um, FEMA involved early in the game, like before the storm touchdown, which allowed for them to be able to do the things they need to do like more quickly than if it was like, you know, on the other side of things. So, yeah, no, lots of, a lot to be really grateful for and um, it's a blessing. So, yeah, so we, we made it through that. That was like May, early June. Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And um, then immediately afterwards, um, the kids and I went to Korea. Went to Korea for a short time because a friend of ours, um, a family that we know that we're close to, they're moving to the States and they're originally from Korea. So they stopped in Korea first. And um, so we got a chance to see Korea. Shout out to um, Julie and Joanne and Justin um, because uh, they gave us a great, a great tour of Korea. So we got a chance to hang out in Seoul and um, see all of the cool things there. And it was a great visit. So I'm definitely grateful to be able to have spent time with friends uh, on a trip like that. And so that was June. 
<laughs> and then July, um, July was cool because July was a, a time when the kids got to face some of their fears and really emerge victoriously. Like the girls basically um, started playing basketball a whole lot more and, you know, started to develop their game, which super proud of them because, um, you know, that you just never know, like, if the kids are going to listen to you when you tell them stuff. So they, everything that we told them, they did it. And they did it beyond expectation. And so much so that they were able to participate in like a, a FIFA regulation three-on-three -three tournament. Um, it was a local tournament, but it was on a FIFA regulation, um, a FIBA, sorry, FIBA regulation court and with the FIBA rules for three-on-three. -three. And so they got an opportunity to do that. It was very public. It was in a mall. <laughs> And so they got a chance to do that and they were down. They were down, they, they lost three games, they lost the first two games. They were kind of like, we don't know if we can do this, but they didn't give up, they didn't give up. They did not let the fact that it's on a public stage stop them. It did not let the fact that they hadn't won stop them. They just kept on playing. Like every game was a new game and they played. And as a result, they basically were able to get through the elimination game and make it to the finals. And in the finals, they went up against a team that had actually beat them three times already that weekend. So it was like the, the odds were stacked against them. Like, you know, they're, they're not, not going to win. They're the underdogs. And those girls, they kept their heads high. They did what they're supposed to do. And, you know, in the end, guess what? They win. <laughs> they won the whole thing. They literally won the whole thing. And so there's such a, a, a testament to the fact that like you cannot give up no matter what, no matter how things look, you can't give up because if you have skin in the game, if you are determined to make it happen, it will happen. And you know, if it doesn't happen, then you did your best and then you have no regrets, which is the best, right? Like that is the worst feeling to have regrets. So there was that. And then immediately after that, they got a chance to participate in an um, a international tournament with um, U.S., Guam, and Philippines. And they were the only girls team in this tournament. And so they had to play against middle school boys. And the boys were bigger, stronger, faster than them. But they did not let that stop them. They played with such heart. They like kept backing those boys down. They like weren't afraid to, to get in there and make things happen. And as a result, they had tremendous growth from that. And all because they faced their fear. They did not let the fact that they were the only girls, that they were, the boys were bigger than them. Like they did not let any of that stop them. And they just went forward anyway. Like they felt the fear, but they did it anyway. And as a result, they had a fantastic outcome. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's, that kind of sums up July. <laughs> and then um, literally my son and I just got back from Mexico because he turned 15. And then I had to go to Mexico for um, a business trip. Uh, one of my, my investment company has a um, investment group, sorry. Investment group has a, um, a couple times a year they do an mogul event and this was one of them and they did it in Cancun. And so 
we got a chance to go on a 110 foot yacht and you know hang out at a mansion by the water and have some like lifestyle perks you know and so he came with me for that and so that was kind of like business trip slash um birthday trip so that was really neat and how we faced fear during that particular venture was when he wanted to go on an excursion with snorkeling okay so you if you watch this podcast or if you watch my blog you know that me and snorkeling don't get along right i had a panic attack on my honeymoon when we were snorkeling i thought i was gonna die and ever since then i have issues with it i have tried to face my fear pretty boldly by going snorkeling with my nurses but it takes a lot to do it and um, I still don't feel completely comfortable doing it. So anyway, he wants to go snorkeling and we're like, okay, we're going to get the chance to swim with a turtle. So we're, here we are. We're in, um, we're in Quintana Roo, Mexico, and the swimming with a turtle thing is happening. So I didn't realize that we had to go all the way out to the reef for this, right? So this was not like in my mind and probably good because if it were, I would not have said yes. And so anyway, so the first thing we do is we go on a boat and we go out to this reef, okay? And we're in deep water, okay? I'm like, okay, this is deep water. And I'm already like panicked because I don't really like deep water. And so anyway, I'm there. I have on my life vest because that is the only way to go, right? Life vest. And um, I'm in the water literally not even 10 seconds. And I'm feeling myself breathing way too fast and of course you know you have the little snorkel thing um the breather th- i don't know what that thing is called the pipe and i try to try to breathe through the pipe and i'm like okay it's not working i try to tell myself okay this is just your fear talking it's just your fear talking like stop like you can do this like you just have to slow down your breathing i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying and then, then i'm like i don't want to ruin this for him because i know he's having a good time and he's like he's out there happy as a clam floating around looking down trying to find the stuff and i'm like okay i don't want to ruin it for him <laughs> so i'm like okay i can't talk myself off the ledge so i said i'm not gonna get out the water because that's not a good example right but i also don't want to endanger myself because obviously his mom having a catastrophe while they're on vacation when i'm the only parent with him is not gonna be good either so i finally said you know what i raised my hand they brought the little donut over and that donut and I were best friends for the rest of the time, rest of the excursion. I was like, when I want to look at something, I would just hold my breath and go down there, look, and then come back up and breathe. <laughs> so I was like, I am not going to miss out on this experience. I'm not going to let him miss out on the experience just because I'm afraid, right? So that's how I got over that one. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, so that was like our big big like fear facing thing and he did a big fear facing item we were another time we were at a, another excursion it was at a cenote and the jump you can jump you can enter the cenote is a cabin cavern so you can enter it from like one of two places you can either jump off of like a 20 foot high up um ledge or you can go down a staircase <laughs> okay so you know people were like oh try jumping whatever He had done some jumping off of high things here on island because there's in around pools has like a a platform you can jump off of into the pools. So he's done that a few times. This one was higher though. This one was at 21 feet. So um, I wasn't sure if he'd do it or not. So anyway, he 
was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, well, dude, you know, you can face the fear, you can do it, you've done it before. Like, it's just like, it's proof of concept out there. Like, it's not like a brand new thing, like you've never done. So he said, okay. And then he, um, he went and he just, uh, he was just like, he was of the ilk of, you know, I'm not even going to think about it too much. I'm just going to do it. And you know that dude just like jumped. I was so proud of him. So proud that he just did that. He jumped and he totally like nailed it. I mean, granted, he did kind of like dive butt first, which is kind of weird, but he did it. He did it. And then, of course, I went down the staircase. So I went down the staircase and came in on the other side of the cavern. And then um, later on, he's like, I'm going to try it again. And I'm like, you are? He's like, yeah, I want to do it again. I want to make sure I do it like at least twice. I was like, okay. So sure enough, that guy went ahead and he did it again. He did it twice and he faced his fear and he just jumped in. I mean, they, he was like making adults look silly because there were several adults who were just like him and hawing about it, you know, going to the edge like, I think I'm going to jump. No, I think I'm not going to jump. I think I'm going to jump. And he was just like, excuse me. And he just was like, Whoop, jump right off. <laughs> so proud of that guy for doing that. So yeah, no, lots of fear facing this summer, uh, lots of growth, and now they're all back in school, and sports seasons are starting, so we're going to be doing all that craziness. But um, yeah, now we had an amazing summer, and um, we spent the majority of time on island, which was amazing. And um, yeah, so <laughs> that's the updates. <laughs> so um, yeah, and uh, just just wanted to kind of give you guys an update because I know, like I said, the big storm happened to us and, you know, we would, we would live through that piece and, you know, just, just all of the adventures, you know, we had such good adventures and so many memories that are built. And then to me, like, that's like the most important, like, I am not a big, big proponent for like things, but man, experiences, I love that. I will spend my last dime on an experience so that, you know, we can have a memory that we share, you know, and it's, it's just, just different. It's different, but yeah, so that's our deal. I hope that you enjoyed this. And, um, I also hope that, uh, you will be strong, be brave and unleash your greatness until the next episode of Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. This was the summer of 2023 update coming at you from Matapang Beach. All right. Take care.